0: Welcome to the Go Solo Show, powered by Subkit, the number one place for inspiration to help you start, run or grow a winning business. I'm Johnny Quirk and each week we bring you some amazing guests from a wide variety of businesses, all talking about their journey, motivations and top tips for entrepreneur success. We deliberately aim to bring you stories, interviews and real people who are fully deep in the trenches, building their businesses and sharing actionable insights that you can use for your own entrepreneurial business journey. So whatever you're building, we're excited to be part of that journey with you. If you like what we do, don't forget to subscribe. Now let's get on with the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Go Solo show and welcome to season two. So now for regular viewers and listeners, uh, you may have noticed a little change in format and that's because for season two, we're focusing less on individual stories and more on shared experiences. So in each future episode, we're going to be bringing you a number of great guests around a similar industry, talking about their collective experiences. So on this week's show, I'm really delighted to say that it's all about starting, running and growing a business in the yoga and Pilates space. And we have three amazing people who've successfully built a business with thriving communities, regular customers and amazing social media presence. A very warm welcome a very warm go solo welcome to our guest today which is jocelyn who does pilates here in toronto canada jocelyn great to have you here thank you we have peter who teaches yoga in austin texas thank you (laughs) and we have natasha who i think i'm pronouncing this right uh, leads bar is that right which is a combination of yoga pilates and ballet
1: Um, Yes, bar bar is a combination of Pilates, dance and calisthenics. There is a yoga element to some of it, but yeah.
0: I love this. It's almost like we've got the dream combination here if somebody wants to feel (laughs) really good about life. So brilliant. And welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. So let's get on with the show. And uh, in a nutshell, I'd like to know a little bit more about your kind of businesses. Like I said, we're going to keep this a really free-flowing chat here today. So um, Peter, maybe I could just ask you first, you know, What is it that you do? Um, What is it that sets your business apart from everybody else?
2: (laughs) Thank you. Great question. Um, Well, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you again. I uh, co-founded a purpose-focused wellness company. It's almost like a movement, I call it. It's called Yoga from the Heart. And we inspire people through movement, through heart-centered practices, meditation, and yoga to follow their heart. Um, We do a lot of work with individuals, corporations, and community. So I think what sets my business apart or my mission apart is that community aspect. Um, We do a lot of donation-based and um, moving scale or sliding scale uh, classes in the community. So that's been an incredible piece of, of my work. But yeah, that's what we do.
0: Amazing. Sounds good to me. And how about you, Jocelyn, in Toronto? Uh, what is it that you do and what sets you apart as well?
3: Uh, thank you again, Johnny, for asking me to be part of the podcast. It's really uh, exciting to share the panel with Pita and <laughs> Natasha and get to know you as well. Uh, what I do is we teach movement, basically. So... We use the basic foundations and principles of Pilates, but to break it down and to take it back, uh, sort of take it back a notch and and start with foundations and and teach movement from a biomechanics perspective, how the body should move. So it's not about being good at Pilates. It's about being good at everything else you do outside of what we teach. So it's it's really to, um, I guess... Better your movement in the in the world, right? So that it's not just about what we're doing when we're in class. So it's a little bit beyond Pilates.
0: I know this sounds perfect for me. I I keep thinking this, you know. I do a number of meditations, and I'm also a yogi myself, not an instructor. I'm I'm a Yin Yoga lazy guy, likes lying on the floor a lot. But you know, I think you know, I I do think in my meditations about trying to do more of a walking and my movement on a daily basis. But I need to get better at being able to focus on that as well. Um, And you, Natasha, as well, you you obviously gave a a brief bit about yourself, but, you know, tell me just a little bit more about the bar method and obviously like what sets you apart as well.
1: Yes, thanks, Johnny, for having me and um, welcome as well to Peter and Jocelyn. Um, So I actually started off as a yoga bar and Pilates teacher and... Um after t- teaching and training clients for many years doing all three of those, uh, I really noticed um, that there was quite a need um, for some clients to have a combination of all three. And that's when I developed the body bar method, which is the combination of yoga, bar and Pilates. And what sets me apart and I think what sets that apart is there's a mindful element to it. So. Whenever you come to the workout, like we always set an intention at the beginning and at the end. And it's about moving with the rhythm of your body and your mind um, so that you can really create a life that's on the mat and off the mat. Um, yeah. And I, and I also felt like a lot of the bar classes were either very balletic or very slow or very fitness and i i felt like there was a need for something that combined all three that had a fast-paced transition where people could really uh, get the results physically and mentally yeah.
0: brilliant and to be quite yeah. honest you know it it's it, it seems like almost like again i ask the question what sets you apart you all have almost like your own methods your own philosophies which i think is so important as opposed to just like a turn up on Tuesday at 7pm and we'll do a bit of stretching and that's it. You know, it yeah. seems like you offer the full package, uh, quite a holistic approach to life, which which I think is really exciting. Now I'm going to go in with quite a big question to start off and, you know, I'm not going to call anybody out. So please feel free to keep this a natural answer. I, I imagine all three of you didn't leave school at 18 and think, right, this is my career now. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do with my entire life. Uh, I, I've been teaching, doing this for many years what were you doing before this and what was it that gave you the push to actually go and make this your your full-time job um i'm very interested in terms of motivation what made you say this is going to be my career from now on you know like what pushed you into that so uh please uh, be my guest if he wants to go first to answer yeah okay sorry do
2: you want to
3: go ahead natasha
1: Oh, yeah, I, I'll, 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 I'll go just because it's, it's quite fresh on my mind. Actually, I was just yeah. speaking to someone the other day about it. Um, for, for me, it was um, I moved to London when I was 19 to become an actress and I always loved performing, but I knew that it wasn't quite what my path or my destiny was. It didn't feel like it was the bigger calling, but it was just something that I absolutely loved doing. Love speaking and talking to people and being on stage. Um, however, um, my background has always been really quite heavily involved in sports growing up, and and there was this niggle inside me for something else. And when I moved to London and I was between acting jobs, I probably worked about ten or fifteen jobs, as most actresses do. Um, I had horrendous anxiety and panic attacks and. and the, the thing that got me through that time was finding meditation and mindfulness and affirmations. And I thought, God, this is it. This is what I need to share with the world. And yeah. so I kind of went into yoga teacher training, um, NLP coaching, um, Pilates, um, bar. and And because dance and performing were always kind of in my background as well as sports, it just seemed like this oh, it's all coming together now this is actually what what I meant yeah. to do and help other people overcome and that's where it's kind of led me to now and this being this quite honed method of exercise mindfulness mindset to yeah help you in all areas of your life really
0: amazing and you say the word calling there I like that actually because I think you know we're all searching for that I think in life and uh, Jocelyn is, is it a similar experience for you or have you got a, a totally different story to share
3: I guess I guess there's a bit of a calling in there as well right because I God, I started when I straight out of uh, college but the, the first plan that I had was to go into nursing yeah. and uh, I studied nursing for the first year and a half in college and then I left that it wasn't for me and then I started uh, I think I've, worked a little bit and then I went back to school and I studied fashion and then I worked in the apparel industry and fashion design for 15 years and then um, I had already been doing Pilates for about 10 years and it was yeah 10 years into it that I remember I was in, in Costa Rica and I was on the Pacific Ocean there was a dock and I had gone there to do my Pilates in the morning and I was on the dock, and I was sort of having this sort of life existential crisis <laughs> <laughs> that you get as you near 40. And then, um, and then I thought, why would I not do this yeah. for a living? Because it was just something I did every day, and it felt so natural, and it felt so good for me. And I never even thought about it. like It didn't feel like a chore, like I have mm. to go do my workout or, or anything like that. I just did it because it made me feel good. And then I came back. Signed up to get my teacher training and did that and then just kept going in that direction. So I've been teaching now for 10 years and it just grew and it evolved from there. But one thing that's really interesting is no matter if it was nursing or apparel or Pilates, it's always been about the body. So whether I was looking at it from an organ aspect or the clothing aspect or now muscular biomechanical aspect, I've always been fascinated with the body. So even if those branches of that tree are very far apart the tree is still the same
0: (laughs) everything comes together everything comes together it really does and peter we've discussed this many times personally but obviously for the for for the camera and obviously everybody out there who wasn't a fly on the wall so we've (laughs) chatted uh, your motivations you know where did you get started to do what you do
2: oh man um i love what natasha and jocelyn said and it it resonates with me because um so I walked into my first yoga class, official yoga class at the age of 14. My mother brought me by my hand, and um, we were going through a very, I would say, some adversity at home. And, um, you know, I was hooked ever since I found my love, my passion. And even though I went into corporate, I remember every client that I had, our conversations would always end in wellness. Meditation, balance, finding that, and so I think that you know, as I, as I started evolving in my career um, in marketing and sales, I ran a lot of uh, CSR. I worked with a lot of organizations like the UN. I ended up, you know, shipping things from China here. I mean, I worked in logistics, film, um, anything that you can think of, you know. But every client that I had, it was always like they knew that I loved yoga and they knew, and they always wanted to learn from me, you know? How are you so happy? How are you always this? And What is this? (laughs) What? What? Give me the secret.
0: (laughs) They're like, well, $20, you could have it. It's just.
2: (laughs) (laughs) At the time it was almost like, well, I don't really, I just, you know, I just practiced like yoga all the time, you know? So um, I really think that it was through those practices that I was able to cope and not only cope, you know, but thrive. I was able to thrive through being, Um, an immigrant in this country through having to hold three jobs to keep my food, you know, and my family supported. And so um, I I feel like this is the way I I kind of nudged myself in. But then um, I deepened my practice through a teacher training, never thinking I would teach. I was just like, I want to deepen my practice. I then moved to Germany for a master's degree. And my um, partner at the time, was like, you have to teach, go teach, you know? And then I I was kind of like thrown in the fire and I went to teach and my first class had like 60 people in it and it just kept growing (laughs) and growing and growing. And I was like, what is this? So it was almost like, you know, I'm a true believer of omens. Mm. um, And I felt like I was just ready to teach at that point. And, um, And then, yeah, so ever since then I've been teaching and ever since two years ago, I've been going solo solopreneuring into yeah. this. And, um, it was through the transformations really of people and, and the people I worked with that, that it really kind of pushed me into saying, right. I have to do this full time.
0: Yeah. So it seems like everybody basically, you know, whatever you're doing now, there are all these mini steps that just got you there. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. so you are probably in the right place as well, you know, like for, for where you were supposed to end up. Um, this is where, again, you know, you've all talked personally about what was, you know, what you love about it and why it's your career, I I guess, you know, like your personal satisfaction and motivation to do it. But what do you love about running your own business and what, what, you know, what's the extra deeper layer you get from teaching? I, I can understand this question might be slightly different because of the industry you're in, as opposed to me asking someone who sells like software or something for a living. But, you know, like, you know, I'm interested to know in terms of what you love about running your own business and you know, like I said, kind of like, what's the deeper satisfaction you get from it as well? Uh, who funsies I can answer that. Yeah. Peter, let's go straight through to yeah. you.
2: So like I had said, I'll just echo what I said before, is that, you know, throughout everything I've sold in the past, whether I was marketing a logistics company or um, selling tape, which I sold 3M tape for a really long time. Um, I was selling these products that yes, I believed in, um, but obviously my passion always came through, you know, that's why all my all my sales ended in like, come to yoga with me or, you know, let's go have tea and talk about balance and life, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, I remember I was on a ship one day, shipping a, a big, um, I think this was a thousand tons from China to, to the U.S. I got on the ship and the captain, I mean, this is a huge freight ship, you know, and the yeah. captain, invites me up to the top to kind of see from the top what's going on and i and all of a sudden he's ballasting the ship like taking water out so it'll you know when you're when you're taking off the cargo and you put it on the side and that was a four-hour conversation about balance in life <laughs> and it ended up being he ended up being my yoga student you know and it was like so i think underlyingly it's these transformations of being able to guide people to their heart like where you know and to live from their heart and so running a business you know is um it has a it has a bad connotation like oh it's a yoga business it's actually um the transformations that come along with that are just out of this world so it's it's pretty amazing yeah that's kind of why what motivates me and and
0: i guess in my solopreneur journey and I guess you're all probably building a deeper relationship with your customers as well. You know, you, again, you're taking them on a journey, really, you know, it's, I'm sure you do get people who just show up for one class or whatever, never to be seen again, but you can take people on a journey. Uh, a, a similar idea with you guys, uh, Jocelyn or Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Jocelyn, you, you
3: ready? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Oh. I think that what would um, really mark that I think, I think is, um, sort of the benefit of what i do is is watching people as um as the changes start to happen in their bodies right so i, I work a lot with people that have suffered some type of trauma in their life so mm. whether it be a physiological psychological um neurological i mean they, they come in and i'm not there to ask them their story but i just watch in the way that their body presents and the way that they carry themselves and what, what they're carrying with them, you know, and then we start to work together and after a period of time, you start to see things like they start to open up, they start to trust, they start to, they, they start to have a little bit more spring in their step. And that is the reward. That is yeah. the reward is, is seeing how they become lighter. They yeah. carry less. They do, and through movement, through movement. So I'm not there to offer. It's a different type of therapy, right? It's movement therapy. Mm. It's not, uh, you know, I'm not working with the brain or trying to get into the past and learn any about that stuff. But I am uh, working with them through movement and and just bringing lightness in their step. <laughs>
0: incredible, incredible. Yeah, Natasha yourself as well.
1: Yes, very similar to. Peter and Jocelyn, 100% it's about the transformation. I think you've got to, it, the type of people that run their own business in this space are people who care and feel deeply about mm-hmm. life and other people. You just can't do this job if you don't, because um, it's so, um, It's you're very invested in your clients and your people. Um, so for me, that's definitely the most fulfilling thing and it motivates me because I love witnessing that journey in someone and seeing them unfold and I and from a personal perspective of actually running a business I I love the freedom it gives me if I wanted to you know burn my back in a corporate job from seven to six Monday to Friday that's what I go and do but I don't want to do that I love living life on on my own terms and it also means I can have like a really fulfilling enriched life because I just simply can't get these connections that I have with this from something else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I just love it from that.
0: This isn't a trick question as well, everybody, but I'd love to get yeah. your input. But you know, do you, as yoga Pilates, wellness experts and and coaches have great work life balance yourself? I mean, do you I mean obviously it sounds like you're all very well fulfilled, but Are you able to switch off does it feel like work does it you know are you able to achieve that work-life balance with working weekends evenings, stuff like that
1: yeah I I guess um everybody's probably going to be quite different don't get me wrong there's been times where you know for two or three years Hmm. um I did I was working six to seven days a week um and at one point uh 40 to 50 sessions a week which is not normal um in this space but now now I now I do have a really good work-life balance um you know I have a a limit to how many one-to-ones I do a week and how many group classes but um in the beginning you know I want to learn as quickly as I can I want to work with as many people as possible to to build my skills and there's definitely times where I'm going to be working more than others and sometimes you've got to take things um, as an entrepreneur as a business owner you have to take take stuff when they come up because you don't know when it's going to come again um, so you've always got to be prepared um but on balance now I've I've got a good work-life balance yeah but uh, it's always going to come in seasons <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as I you know that. as you all know it's all whenever you're whenever you're learning new courses which we all do in this space um yeah. you know you're maybe doing a launch online or you're doing a launch of a group class a retreat a studio whatever that yeah. those periods are always going to be more busy
0: mm-hmm. I think this probably also <laughs> feeds into my next question actually which I'm sorry to bring up this word, but pandemic um you know how has it affected your business you know I hate to use the word opportunity but has it given you opportunities in terms of your business i doing more online How have you adapted? Like, how did you feel with this? Has it given you a rest? Has it made you busier? I'm just really interested to know what your pandemic experience was like, but also where you're coming out the other end in terms of where your business is at as well. I can share. Please do. (laughs) Throughout
2: throughout the pandemic, um, it just gave me an opportunity to share my practice online, which I was doing on Facebook Live at 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I would just invite people into my home, basically, you know, for those who were curious. And it just grew. Like, I didn't know that people, like some of my videos have like 4,000 views. And I was just like, how is this happening? You know, like so many, and then, you know, they would ask me for more and for more and for more. And that's really when, when I said, okay, let's make this, um, more structured and let's add more. This is why this um, sub kit is so good. Is because now those people come and they, you know, and they want more and more and they can't come to a physical class. Yeah. And I'm always traveling back and forth to San Francisco in here anyway. So it's so good that I can do, you know, virtual yoga anywhere really. And, and also with the coaching and, um, you know, we're trying to get into some like virtual retreats as well. If, the pandemic doesn't allow us to travel <laughs> because a lot of our retreats have gotten canceled, you know? So this yeah. is another thing, but just to be able to come, you know, um, get into a group and um, group together online has been so not only transformational for us, but very healing, very mm. healing.
0: You know, I've heard that quite a lot of people are looking already at a hybrid model as, as you know, like going forward. A, l- a lot of people do, you know, who do do online activities or meetups in real life or sessions, the likes they, they are trying to now blur this new reality of where we're at and try and at least, you know, make, cause, cause obviously the consumer may have different perspectives of what they want as well. And, uh, you know, I think we're all being affected and we may not see it completely right now, but things are changing, you know, like technological changes, rapidly improving software changes and these sorts of things. So, if it's my personal experience, I like online, but I also do miss in real life as well. I think you know my my dream is to kind of have this hybrid, so as I can go to real life stuff, but also be able to kind of you know be part of an online yoga community or any other community that that, that obviously appeals. Uh, how about yourself, Jocelyn? Have you have you had to make major changes to your business, or has it been you know?
3: I mean, the pandemic hit my business from pretty hard in a way that um, I have a boutique studio so I don't cater to large groups I've never I'm not comfortable with catering to large groups and um, I had to be a little bit more out there and a little bit more visible and took me a little while actually to to jump on board with the virtual and um, my experience wasn't one that you know I really see what was happening because we're very we fine tune everything, right? We watch the body. We make tiny little adjustments. We're always like eyes on the person, and and in a zoom format or a virtual format, we couldn't really do that. Uh, so it just became sort of teaching to the masses, and whoever. So I didn't, I didn't even promote that I was teaching classes. I was just doing that for my my clients that come to the studio. But I didn't yes. use my social media platforms to. To boost that because I it just couldn't get around the fact that I couldn't watch bodies closely and, and make those fine tunes or, or those small adjustments. So um, but I did do it. I mean I, I had you know, we survived the pandemic and we're on the tail end of it, at least hopefully now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Let's I am hope. I am happy to, to be in person again. However, there are some people that are not ready and they want to stay virtual. So there is that um, aspect of, of keeping the two different modalities going forward because some people just really enjoyed staying home and not having to leave or, you know, for us here in Canada, we get some pretty nasty winters. So um, that can be an asset going forward that if it's, there's a, you know a snowstorm and people just can't get out then we could just switch the class to virtual so it, it has some potential opportunities for sure to keep working yep. together instead of cancelling classes we could say mm. you, know, you know now we'll be on zoom instead but yeah for, for a small business uh with with just different different parameters different outlook on how we we can serve our people but we did
0: it <laughs> <laughs> i i think we all did and it's funny as well how different businesses have taken it you know i, I do yeah. I, I used to go to breathworks classes here in manchester uk which is where i'm based and that was always great but obviously you would have to physically go and, and travel i think that's translated quite well in terms of that it's a similar situation you know craig the guy who teaches the breathworks that i go to he's very good he wants to watch you and see how you're coping and and everything like that but that's translated quite well the same with yoga as well um but yeah i think some things just don't translate but uh you know what how about yourself natasha as well like uh have you felt like obviously you've come out the other end of it now and your business is is thriving post-pandemic or are you still working out which business model you're going to be running
1: um, yeah, it's it, so. Before before this, I was working in studios and then going yeah. to people's houses um, for one-on-one. Um, but my long-term my long-term vision had always been to be one hundred percent online because I love um, being able to travel and reach people that I wouldn't normally be able to make so uh, meet in person. So um, it was. It was a really, really good year for me last year from a business perspective. Um, Everybody came online with me. um, I put the body bar method out there, which I'd been kind of I've been doing workshops of it before the pandemic. So I've been doing like um, little classes, um, little two hour things, Um, but it wasn't called that at the time. And then it just the it forced me to put it online. Um, So that was really, really great from that perspective. And also I think um, it's made people see that they can train online and that it can work. I agree that um, reformer Pilates things um, like that, that really need your attention in person, you're never going to quite get the best um, with someone online with that, mm. especially if it's reformer, um, you know, they need a machine, et cetera, but yeah. some people do actually have them in their homes. You can set a <laughs> camera up and you can, you yeah. you can do really, really well. You can do really, really well, but um, you know, I, I teach more of the, the body and the mind stuff. So it does translate very well online, excited moving forwards to continue this, to grow this into a, you know, a really big online studio and then um, host in-person events periodically throughout the year and then just continue my one-to-one clients online as well.
0: Well, I think, you know, again, you know, parking the, obviously, sorry, Justin, you got something to say?
1: Yeah, I just wanted
3: to add one thing that I thought was great about the pandemic was the actually that we could start to take classes from people, around the world right so that being said I got to you know somebody that I follow in Singapore I got to you know check in and and try her classes I had to you know wake up at six o'clock in the morning to do it you know and then uh, people in New York people in LA like I could just pop into their classes and that was really great Uh in in the UK as well so I got to take people's classes that I normally Would not have gotten the opportunity to do unless I was actually traveling traveling to that place. So that opened up that possibility for us to to meet each other. Right. Yeah, that was great.
0: These things come out of it. I mean, uh, Monica, who is a friend of mine, she's actually an Indian chef. She teaches, you know, she primarily did Indian supper clubs and Indian cookery classes. Uh, She moved fully online, obviously with the pandemic, had been thinking about it for a couple of years, but actually this was the, you know, uh, movement to say, let's actually get on with this damn thing and make it online. And uh, it was incredible. She says she has people from the US dialing in, um, she has people from Iceland, other parts of Europe. She could have never touched these people in the past, you know, these customers, these community members now. But because, you know, she's a first generation immigrant from Indian stock, obviously, originally, all of the flavors and the recipes are so authentic and and people are willing to dial in you know and it's it's incredible it's really grown her business so yeah parking the obviously horrific problems with the pandemic and everything that's coming it has i think given us all this almost dynamism to actually really think about our businesses more, think about what's needed. And even from a consumer point of view, like I said, it's what's their expectations, what's acceptable now, what's going to be the hybrid and what's coming forward. So uh, you know, I'm really interested to see what's going to come out the next six to 12 months out of this as well, and just how people are living their lives as well. Well, that's part one finished, guys, which I'm excited to say. So sounds like you're all running amazing businesses. You found your calling, and I'm so happy about that. Now, just for everybody out there, we move on to potentially some of your tips on how to grow your business, you know, like how have you taken it from where it started to where it is now? So, you know, you guys all have great social presences, you have websites, you know, you offer a range of services and products. Now, maybe this is slightly muddied because of the last question I asked regarding the pandemic, but in the past, when you've decided to launch something new, you know, whether that's a new class, whether that's a new feature whether it's a new package have you just gone ahead and done it and just thought you know what I'm, I'm gonna just go for this and i hope people are gonna like it or do you do your research do you do a lot of you know try and find out what's out there with competition do you survey your current mailing list or customer base i'm just really interested to know like if you wanted to launch something new what would you go you know how would you go about that you know how have you started doing that in the past but you're not allowed to use the pandemic word. That's my caveat in there as well. So, uh,
1: Yeah, I, I was just thinking about this earlier before, before um, ahead of today. Um, I, I have like, I've made a lot of mistakes with launching things <laughs> in the past and I've, you know, wasted a lot of money on different retreats and workshops and stuff that just haven't, haven't gone well or to plan. And, um, And that was because I didn't do enough research and I didn't ask my community what it is that they really wanted. Mm. Um, So now moving forwards, Personally, I don't launch something if it's not what my audience wants. So I just ask them, I just ask people, what are you struggling with? Um, I give them different options of things because there's obviously no point in me trying to offer something that I'm not good at and it doesn't align with me. So, Mm. first of all, it starts with what do I love delivering? What am I good at? Where can I make the most change for? And the client or the group and then I'll present that to them and say hey I'm thinking of um, delivering this workshop or this retreat um, what do you think of this subject and what do you think of this venue yeah. and if if there's enough people then I'll go for that that's you know when we're talking about retreats and workshops um, and I use the same with a class idea or concept um and then I'm actually just exploring something at the moment for a a group course as well so I'm I'm sending polls I'm sending surveys and yeah yeah. and also running through like running through um I so I follow someone called Amy Porterfield who is really really great and I highly recommend um her for other people that are thinking about getting into this space um she always says you know don't don't create the course um, bef- and then try and sell it sell the course and then and then um then make the course if that makes sense so like do a run through yes of the idea the concept but don't make all the content for it
0: hmm. Yeah. I mean, it really is maybe not necessarily fake it till you make it because yeah. you guys are all ex- massively experienced in what you do, but you're yeah. right. You know, I love things like waiting lists and landing pages and, you know, like, can you get enough, you know, can you get your first hundred customers for that new course or whatever, then you can work like hell and <laughs> build it or whatever. If you've yeah. got the demand for it as well, it's better than, like you said, we call it in engineering, like waterfall versus agile you may as well in an agile way just do the small steps to get you there as opposed to doing it yeah. all and then hoping that you know one person signs up that that's a really good mm-hmm. way to do it how about yourself or you like at, oh, sorry oh, sorry
1: no I was just going to say or running I mean with a lot of us we're we're going live with our content anyway so yeah. I think you've just got to be prepared that it it might not work and that's okay of and course. you know the worst you it's just like what's the worst that's going to happen or maybe yeah. be, be, some people don't turn up can, you know and that's but, all it ever is it's just doing doing it anyway
0: yeah and the best tip as well i can give is like if you're actually selling tickets for anything you know if you have an early bird thing you can just say sold out anyway if people are, are booking onto something that's one-offs because at least then it looks like it's busy and then more people will book on to the other ones there's that kind of FOMO element as well so uh you know uh, that's just a small hack hopefully it's not too dodgy as well in marketing tactics as well I I
2: can I can speak on that I mean I've, I've been in marketing almost my whole life you know so yeah, yeah. I get where you're coming from um, <laughs> it's it's actually quite uh different from from my perspective I think that you know, when I, when I was first going to do my first retreat in India, like I said, I'm a very um, kind of intuitive kind of listening to the omens and the messages. I'm very, I'm very much like that because it's, it's really proven in my life to work. Right. So I think that's like just my recipe. Um, But, you know, like when I went to India with my first retreat in India, that's kind of how it was. I, I went and I said, this, I have to do a retreat here. And I planned it and then, you know, it sold out like in a day, right? So yeah. it, it's it's these kinds of things that, you know, af- obviously after everyone's gone to India with me, they're not going to want to go again. So that's when you start to, you know, look at other places and you start to go scout. So my second or third one was in Bali, you know, and then that one was sold out too. And I think um, it's a little bit different when you have an intimate group. Just like Jocelyn was talking about, you know, yeah. she was speaking to, you know, the intimate kind of group setting where uh, you have a following that's more, um, they really, really follow you, you know, and they trust you. And I think building trust is my mm. number one tip It's like being consistent, building trust with your, um, with you know, with your heart. For me, it's heart keys, like, you know, um, people who follow their heart, you know, yeah, yoga yeah, from yeah. the heart. And so... Yeah, they actually do trust you with you know whatever you're gonna do, and and um, I think that's really what's what's calling me. Um, but now you know when I'm launching something new, for example, I just launched a uh, coaching program called Bloom that I developed. Yeah. Um, it's an eight to twelve week program, and I did do some research on that field, but it's also. It's also, I've been listening to the demands of my audience as well, because a lot of people for years have been asking for a coaching program. You know, do you coach, do you guide um, on a more personal level? And I never really wanted to get into it um, because I didn't know enough about psychology and of the brain. And so now with my psychology and neuroscience degree that I'm, I'm pursuing on a graduate yeah. level, I'm able to combine, you know, the things that I'm learning Um, which takes a lot of research, you know, not maybe not on the business acumen level, but definitely on the psychological realm, you have to research a lot and read a lot. And so understanding what people need and what's going to transform them to then include that into your into your programs, you know, so I think that's um, where I do most of my research
0: wow lots of deep thinking here like in terms of putting something new to market as well i i love it it's like it's not just a case of sticking something out and hoping that it lands as well how how about yourself jocelyn have you had a similar experience as well when you've evolved your product over the years
3: uh yes 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 i did want to ask peter something because you said something that rang a bell in my ear you said you're studying psychology and neuroscience Uh, is that what you're doing your master's in now
2: Yes, that is where, where at uh, Harvard extension school.
3: Okay. Cause I'm doing my neuroscience masters at King's college in London oh right gosh. now. So that's I why I am
2: looking <laughs> at King's college for mine. Yeah. They have a wonderful neuroscience program. They do. They, they do. Really yeah. do. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay, oh, wow. that's God. fantastic. I, I love
3: that's this. Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I love no, that. Because she said if, that. Yeah.
0: If you go on neuroscience slash Johnny, then you can use my affiliate link for 20% off for after this call. <laughs> you know, let's promote this neuroscience degrees. Eh? It could be the most highbrow affiliate scheme anybody's ever launched as well. So, uh, I mean, oh, that's, it, amazing. It, that's amazing. So amazing.
2: It's yeah amazing right jocelyn i'm sure you're gonna talk on that yeah
3: yeah okay so you had asked uh johnny the question was whether i had uh, basically invested in something that didn't work or if i
0: yeah and you know like i said before we went on air it's you know like feel free to you know this is a warts and all show feel free to be able to yeah. explain if it didn't work out even you know i'm just interested to know how you launched something um, yeah. new
3: no, I did. I did many mistakes as a business owner, right? I spent a lot of money and the kind of like Natasha said at the beginning was, you know, we we try things, we build a cart before the horse, right? And yeah. and then, we, you know, I'm going to do this and people will come and <laughs> that's not what happened. And I found that even in my my virtual workshops, we do educational workshops online. And we put a lot of effort into them. And and there's a lot of preparation, you know, coming up to the workshop, because we build everything from scratch, obviously. And then, you know, sometimes you've got like six people signed up and you you start a little bit panicked, you know, that all the work that you put in is, you know, but people sign up at the last minute. And that is what I have found over time. Don't panic. (laughs) (laughs) They will come but they will come at the last minute you know like even sometimes the morning of people email is it too late can I still sign up and and you're of course you can still sign up it's virtual I don't have to make room for you it's it's a, you know so it's it works but it's something that I found is don't don't panic if you don't have any you know keep promoting and then and, and, and it's almost like when you put the fire under the seat and you're like this is happening in two hours, you know, and then you post that on social media and people are like, Oh my God, it is como <laughs> fear of missing out. You know, and I want to, I want to sign up. So that has worked okay. Um, but yeah, I do take time. I do take my time to launch new business. I'm a, mm. I'm a bit of a putterer when it comes to stuff. I'm a perfectionist. So I want to make sure that everything is, you know, I've crossed all the uh, all the T's and dotted all the I's and, I, I just, uh, I take my time before I do something new. So that can be maybe, you know, hold me back at times, but I, I'm also always well-prepared. So yeah,
0: brilliant. Yeah. Really good. Some really good advice there as well for anybody looking to launch or, or get through those early stages of their business to, to try out launching new products as well. Now, yeah. talking about marketing, seems on this subject right now, you know, I think Instagram is obviously, we probably all agree, it's probably the number one platform now for if we were, you know, for, for a business in yoga, Pilates, wellness, so visible, so vibrant. It is a community as well. And um, You guys all have very vibrant presences, I hope that's the right word to, to describe, on social media and Instagram. I'm just wondering, you know, if you could you know, share your, maybe some of your best tips for, for Instagram growth, you know, we're not superficial people here. So it's not just like, well, I cut and you know, I cut 50 people a day from my following or whatever, you know, but I'm just really interested in kind of like knowing, you know, like, like what's really worked for you, you know, like, you know, what, what has helped you grow that following, which I guess obviously does translate into being a marketing tool at one point, you know, like just interested in knowing some of your general tips that could be passed on to other entrepreneurs thinking about it as well.
3: I, I will go first on that one. I think that for me, it's been consistency. Mm. Consistency. That's what works on, on Instagram is really being consistent, staying true to your brand and, and just posting. You got to post often, right? So it's, you got to be present. You got to be out there and uh, and that's how it grows. And I, I've never, I haven't grown tremendously over the years. I've had my account for ten, over 10 years and it's, it's not, you know, some people have grown a lot more, but I have yeah. been consistent and I've been I've been you know you can find me which is something that as an introvert has been very difficult to come out of my shell and to actually be out there so that took Mm -hmm. some time to to find how I wanted to present myself to the to the world because you know being a perfectionist and being an introvert was was a bit of a struggle but I eventually figured out my groove and then I I stayed with it so I don't I don't sway much from what I present it's pretty consistent so that's the advice I can give at Oops. least for an introvert <laughs> <laughs> yep
1: yeah, echo exactly what Jocelyn said um consistency and having a little bit of a strategy in terms of what you're going to post consistently so is Monday going to be um a post of a carousel where you swipe left and it's exercises or you know yoga poses or whatever mm-hmm. is Tuesday going to be a reel is Wednesday going to be an IGTV live um, or are you just a picture person um, and it's it's keeping with that theme and um, also y- like using an app in terms of the visuals so a different app other than Instagram to lay your Pictures out before you post. Um, one thing I've personally found that has worked really, really well, especially in the beginning days. Not so much now, but it comes and goes. Um, but getting on um, like a collaboration with other people, um, so whether that's an Instagram live with someone else or them posting you on their Instagram, um, that's that's a really great way to build it. So you probably want to aim to maybe have one a week um, yeah. where you're on where you're going to be on featured on somebody else's Instagram or YouTube or whatever.
0: I'm writing um, all these I, down, I think, Natasha.
1: Yeah, I think that's that 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 is a fantastic way. I'm still working on it as well, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. I know I've had
1: a very slow setup. I, I haven't grown massively, but I'm quite a niche um you know I'm what I do is very very niche um yeah. so yeah I'm not
0: naming names here uh, and don't worry it's nobody obviously <laughs> here but I was doing some research the other day and, and chatting with somebody and I went into their Instagram and they had six followers but they'd posted 75 times and and I was thinking the content's not bad I think surely there'd be a point that kicked in after 30 posts or something and you'd start thinking why is my following not going up how do I start doing some new growth tactics but uh six followers was what it was so maybe it's a ridiculously tight knit community you know the uh, and they're happy with that as well
1: <laughs> there you go <laughs> I,
0: I don't think there this. is a
1: secret but sorry yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. I will say this I was on a private account so I had mine on private for the longest time yeah right which doesn't really help you um with your growth with your you know growth um so once I took it off of private, I finally saw that more people were starting to, to know your content and to see you. And, um, because I was, I was doing so much, you know, like posting all the time and doing all this. I'm like, why isn't anyone following me? What's going on? You know, it's like, no, no, no. And so one of my friends, sons actually caught that. And he's like, do you have a private account? I was just like, oh. I guess, you know, well, people can't follow you or see you if you're private. You have to allow them to see you, you know? So then I started doing that. I think I did that about a year and a half ago. And it's been very, very um, fruitful. Yeah, (laughs) you're just like,
0: please go back to my older posts. I posted a great thing a year ago. Please, (laughs) please, Please look at this. But
2: the cool thing is I saw someone the other day say something about this. She said, you know, if you are struggling to find something to post, and you have something in your backlog from, you know, ages ago that you thought was really good, just reuse it, you know, maybe recycle the picture or reuse it, but reuse it because people need to know that. I mean, your wisdom needs to be known and like you can just repost. So I've been kind of doing that lately. When I pure, don't have
0: time. Pure yeah. gold here as well. These tips as well. This is all great. And you know what? We do put together a blog as well after a podcast where we share some of the top tips. So I think we'll pull out quite a lot of these Instagram tips as well for our blog, which is great. Um, Again, quick question which follows up from this. Obviously, you, you will use Instagram a lot. But do you still use any other marketing techniques Um, to get them, you know, like seo or are you doing you know print ads or whatever i'm just interested to know like maybe the the mix that you try and put into there like are are there any other marketing methods that work for you guys
1: i do a weekly email yeah which the email is amazing i love emails i think um what if somebody's on your email list they're serious about you um and you know it's a great way to communicate with them authentically um yeah Brilliant. highly recommend emails email list
0: emails have still stood the test of time i think you have a yeah, direct channel have. with your people like you said what does it take five seconds well one second to unsubscribe so like you said it's a very pure way of knowing those people on your list hopefully are obviously enjoying your content how about yourselves are you out there uh putting kind of billboards up or anything in in your cities or whatever like or is it literally Instagram play now and your blog or newsletters as well I
2: would say word of mouth is yeah one of the best ways but also just networking going to different events you know the pandemic kind of had me um I was just delivering a lot you know but now I'm because we're able to get out more and stuff I've been doing a lot of Community wellness in the community, and that's how people really get to know um, what we do or what I do. And then also um, just meeting people around, you know, like I'm new to Austin, I just moved here from San Francisco. So just getting to know my neighbors, and mm. you know, once you start saying what you do, I think a lot of us have been connecting, and that's why, you know, I'm having my first class at my home. Um, on, on our deck this Friday and we already have four people signed up and I can only allow six people, right? Because of COVID and because yeah. it's not that big. So it's, it's really nice, you know, to know that people are interested in uh, diving deeper into their, you know, yoga path and journey. So yeah, I think just meeting people and getting your, your name out there and um, building those authentic connections is really important too, still yeah. in person.
0: Brilliant.
3: Anything to add, Jocelyn? Or uh, sure. I I think that collaborating with uh, other small businesses in my area as well. So we'll bring in, um, you know, there's a, a female-owned uh, business that I've associated myself with. They do all organic um, beauty care, right? So you know, body lotions and arnica gels and stuff like that. So we brought in their products to the studio and just for the basic collaborations where we support local. Yeah. And then also we do events where currently right now on Monday evenings, I'm doing a, a, a virtual class where 100% of the proceeds go to Halton Women's Place, which is a women's shelter here in, in Halton region. And um, we're doing it till November. There's a big event that raises money for the shelter. And on Monday evenings, now I've added this class that 100% of the proceeds go to that. So, it's, you know, instead of me uh, profiting, I'm donating my time and then the money goes back to help uh, because during the pandemic, unfortunately, there's been a high rise of um, numbers of abuse, especially yeah. in the area. So this helps raise money to, to support the women that are in the shelter. So little things like that, right? That yeah. Wherever I can collaborate and, and, and associate, it's a it's an organic way of growing and, or creating visibility, but also getting people to be aware of what we do and how we do it.
0: Amazing. And it's for
3: a good cause, yeah.
0: That all sounds great. And like you said, word of mouth and also playing part in your local community as well. It's, it's so, yeah. so important as well. So, and like you said, collaborating with, with other brands as well is so, so good. Right, the final question before we go on to our famous rapid fire round, you'd be pleased to know. What would you know? And you again, it's up to you, you know, this is a, a very, very, very open ended question. You know, for anybody thinking about taking the leap and starting their own business, you know, what 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 would be some short advice that you feel you could give to them? And again, please feel feel free to be honest as well.
2: Trust yourself.
0: Trust yourself
2: trust yourself yeah I think that's like very very important I like that I would say
3: follow your gut don't compromise who
0: you are very good
1: yeah I, I would say um, make sure you're doing what feels aligned to you so delivering the thing that that, that brings you the most joy because that's what others are going to feel if you're, if you're delivering a service and even, even if it's not a service, it's a product, it's got to be something that you're super passionate about.
0: Yeah. It's obvious,
1: I mean, but it's obvious, but you know.
0: Yeah. But it all, there. it all takes us a while to get there. You know, and I've interviewed people on this show from, you know, people who are early twenties all the way through to sixties and People are still just finding that, and they've been on a hell of a journey to get to where they are right now, feeling happy yeah. being a sole entrepreneur. So, uh, yeah. And amazing. I don't know
1: if we ever arrive at something which we go, "This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life." It changes definitely, and especially if you are um, uh, an entrepreneurial spirit. The nature yeah. of an of an entrepreneur is to create.
0: It is. It so is. It's
1: going to change. It's going to change but doing what you feel aligned and passionate about at the time and as that grows.
0: Right, well, you're going to love this next question because this is the start of our rapid fire. Oh, Jocelyn, you
1: can... I'm
3: going to add what she said. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I think we need to make some bumper stickers here or some slogan t-shirts or something you know Uh, I think it's right I think you know like uh, the journey never stops or whatever let's let's see if we can brainstorm some kind of like uh, t-shirt slogan or something we'll all split the profits some 25% each as well okay cool so that is a great segue into our final wrap-up which is basically our quick rapid fire round so again Feel free to add a little bit of sugar on this, but let's try and kind of make sure we we keep it on point. So this follows on from Natasha, which is maybe it's good to have you first answer, Natasha. So say I bumped into you in four or five years time, hoping i will see you guys before that. But if I bumped into the street and said, how's the business going? Where would you like it to be at that point?
1: Um, Yeah, I'd love love the Body Bar Method to be a global brand. Um, I would love to be um, teaching around the world on retreats and um, also making a positive impact in schools. I really want to teach children mindfulness and uh, meditation and hopefully have an area of the business where um, that is happening regularly, where we're actually getting people to go to schools and deliver workshops Yeah, to children.
0: Yeah, I got two kids to send you my send send your way. So I'll sign them up later on if you put that on. Brilliant, (laughs) brilliant. Jocelyn, how about yourself?
3: In five years, I want to have uh, completed writing my book, and I want to have a online educational neuroscience of movement training and. I want to have been on a TED stage those are my those are my goals
0: <laughs> brilliant brilliant and how about yourself Peter
2: wow that was like exactly <laughs> some <of laughs> yeah. the things I was there's some alignment
0: say. here I think there's some <laughs> there's alignment on this alignment. call between everybody
2: yeah I really want to get involved with um public health um I also want yoga from the heart to be Um, really involved right now, we're really involved in the community, especially in San Francisco, but I want to be ingrained in that. Um, And so a lot of that has to do with public health, with knowing the right people who will, you know, of course, be able to deliver um, us. And I want to see a a tech hybrid um, kind of um, combination also, where we bring certain technologies in, and provide that to marginalized communities, so that they always, always have access to their mindfulness. Um, because if we go to the if we go to the children, that's amazing. But if their parents aren't on board, they're not going to be able to sustain it. So yeah. a lot of my work is within the community, especially marginalized communities. That's where my heart lives. So.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Well, it's amazing that you've all got great plans ahead and it's not, you've got a lot to to do to work on those as well, which is exciting. You know, I've I've never asked anybody yet and they go, well, I don't know, you know, (laughs) I'll think about that in a while. I think everybody, as you said before, as entrepreneurs, everybody has these dreams about where they're wanting to go. They're never staying still. They're always evolving as well. This is the next question, which you have one word to describe what it's actually like to run your own business. So choose wisely feel free to throw them out as well I'm not going to go around the room
2: invigorating <laughs> thrilling,
1: <laughs> thrilling.
2: Sat- satisfying
0: satisfying okay that's three positives that as well I, I like that that's really good um
3: were, were we allowed to say something negative
0: oh you know well the, the words <laughs> <hard>, frustrating. Wo- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should rephrase this for the next show. As like you can say positive (laughs) and negative as well. So uh, at least I can say that hard work is. I think clusters two words. So uh, you're not allowed to say that anyway, which is hopefully given as well. But hopefully enjoyable work as well. Um, As an entrepreneur, what does success ultimately mean to you?
3: Freedom.
1: Yeah, I would Are say... still it's... doing the one word?
0: Oh, you could use more than one word, but <laughs> yeah. freedom okay. sums it up quite well. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, echoing Jocelyn, Jocelyn freedom and um, um, making an impact, uh, a positive impact. I, I, I want my work to make a really positive impact and transform people's lives.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would say too, transformational.
0: Mm. Okay. Brilliant. This sounds yeah. great. The final question I have for you guys today, which you'd be pleased to know, is just remind people where they can find you online. You know, where would you like to point people towards? So a uh, uh, maybe we'll start with you, Natasha. Uh, maybe website and Instagram.
1: Yeah, um, Natasha J Wood is the website and the Instagram. So uh Instagram is Natasha underscore Jaywood. but type it type the full word in for four words and you'll find me on my website and instagram
0: amazing jocelyn thank you Uh,
3: the website is the cornerstone pilates that's the name of the studio in burlington ontario and the instagram uh, we also have an instagram for the cornerstone pilates which is my business page and then my brand page which is solely uh, Pilates exercises on machine or on the mat is Jocelyn Pelchat Pilates.
0: Yeah. Brilliant.
2: And okay. <laughs> I am, um, yoga underscore from the heart on Instagram. So if you type in yoga from the heart, you'll get it. Um, and then my website is heart G a almost like yoga, but heart first and then the gut.
0: Okay, amazing. And while you're here, is there anything finally you have to say to anybody out there based on any of the topics today? I feel like we've covered a lot. Is there anything anybody's got as final words? You know, this isn't my like Oprah moment or uh, inside the actor studio or whatever they say, but is there anything you just feel you haven't been able to say today that you just want to share with other people who may be thinking about starting a business or people running in similar businesses to you in the industry?
1: Stay authentic. Mm. yeah yeah brilliant okay I think it's really yeah I think it's really important that when you are starting it especially if you're going to be in this space just to really to focus on what it is that you do best yeah and how you can to conserve serve that to your people Because it's very easy to compare yourself and think, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. And the moment you get into that mindset is the moment that you're not being authentic.
3: Yeah, And I want to share one more thing is when I um, one of the best quotes, one of the quotes that I often come back to is don't compare your beginning to somebody else's middle because when we start some something we usually look at somebody else and look what look at what they have look what they're doing and then we start to compare but we all start at the beginning they started at the beginning as well so it's we're supposed to start small and grow into something and and never give up never give up because the more consistent you are the more you work at something the more it will develop and it will happen so uh, don't stop before the miracle happens right
0: wow Amazing. I've just got to say our, our content team is going to be spending a lot of time pulling out all the gems as well from from, uh, from today's recording. So that just leaves me to say thanks to all of you, uh, Peter, Jocelyn, Natasha. Um, it's been such an enjoyable chat. You know, I hope you all you know stay in contact, friends for life. Um, and, you know, like I'm really excited to see how the business kind of grows from here, you know, and until next time, keep winning. So uh, we'll speak to you soon and look after yourself. Good luck okay
2: Cheers. thank you so thank much. you so much everyone
3: <laughs>
1: thank you thank so you. grateful thank you. you too thanks johnny thanks
0: jocelyn thanks for listening to this week's episode of the go solo show powered by subkit we hope you've had a great time and picked up many new ideas for your own business don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on twitter at team underscore go solo If you're inspired to get started on your own enterprise yourself, then check us out at subkit.com. We're here for whenever you're ready. I've been Johnny Quirk, and until next time, keep winning.